0: I'm Tyler, a robot that goes to hell dennering. I'm Connery, 40-minute bass solo Hanson. By death, in hell. Wild Stallion's his biggest fan,
1: death. Yeah, he he still keeps that jersey hung up on his wall. He wants to be back with them as much as they want him back.
0: And uh, if you didn't know, this is the franchise, and we're covering the final episode of Bill and Ted. Face, and Ted, the music. face the music. <laughs> Possibly the last movie in the Bill and Ted uh, universe, or maybe the last one at least.
1: We'll see uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters in. Maybe the the girls will make their way through to the forefront.
0: Yeah, how long? And Death will just come back and be in their band instead. Oh yeah,
1: I, I'd like him to stick around. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> we had a long day the other day of mm-hmm. not recording. It was going to be a lot of recording, and they're like, "Oh, let's cut out some of this recording." We're going to record basically two episodes, and they're like, let's just do one today. <laughs> and, and Yeah, exactly.
1: We just wanted to hang out. It was it was one of those days where we were like, you know what? Let's just hang. No homework. We're having fun.
0: Yeah. We've both been, like, not going anywhere. So I feel like it was fine. Yeah. You know? It was all good. We're at that point in, like, quarantine where it's just, everything's just like, I don't know. There's no direction anymore, man. I don't know, man. losing
1: its mind. The White House is inciting violence. Everything's collapsing. Yeah, if only Bill and Ted were the
0: prime timeline. I line. know, right? They, Sandina's prime seems to be further and further away every day. Hey, one thing I'm very glad that they didn't do in this movie, uh, without jumping too far ahead, is going to our prime timeline. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bill
1: and Ted being like, what happened, dude?
0: Instead, they <laughs> experience themselves in the future being dicks. but yeah, they're just like constant <laughs> dicks to themselves. Anyway, we watched a,
1: a movie called Money Plane with Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> And, yeah,
0: uh, I kept telling Connery, I'm like, oh yeah, we. Should, I'm gonna watch. Show you one other movie. I'm gonna show you one other movie before we watch Bill and Ted that day. And you're like, what is it? I'm like, I can't tell you. And boy was but I But it surprised. may star may star your favorite psych- psychologist psychiatrist. <laughs> psychiatrist. Yeah, psychiatrist.
1: yeah, psychiatrist. And boy was I. You didn't even tell me that. I was just surprised to see yeah. him on like the dramatic like, what's that the splash page of poster of like Kelsey Grammer front and center. With the rest of the cast of money
0: playing. Yeah, it just pulled it up on Prime, and you just saw the picture, and you're like, you just rented it. Yeah. It's like seven, $7 to rent right yeah, now. I, I didn't put up any kind of fight whatsoever. I was just like, yes. You didn't read the synopsis or anything, nope. so we just pressed play, and off it went.
1: Fun and
0: horrible in all the best ways possible. Yeah, it kind of did live up in a lot of ways to what I wanted it to be. Had <laughs> you not some boring seen it? Bits. No, I hadn't seen it before.
1: I I was totally there. I'm like, why is Tyler reacting like he's never seen this before?
0: I feel like he's seen this and he's just showing it at me. I wouldn't mind watching it like another, like one more time. (laughs) I mean, it's no The Room, I would say. Like, I feel like I could watch The Room at any time. Mm -hmm. It's definitely like a guilty pleasure of mine, but or not so guilty pleasure because I think it's kind of, it's kind of one of the best movies of all time. (laughs) In its way. And I don't mean that in like a oh annoying hot take way. It's just like it just is so perfectly calamitously uh, everything that could possibly be bad about it and go wrong does. So it's like it, perfect in its own little yes, way. It like reflects
1: but, the mind of the man who
0: made it very well. <laughs> definitely, but uh, yeah, Money Plane came out this year. I think a month or two ago, mm. and I wanted to cover another new movie, newish movie, because <laughs> there's just so little that's been coming Boy, howdy. out. Uh, I don't
1: think it's worth $7, but <laughs> if ever it's like maybe a dollar or like free on prime and COVID's over, or like maybe you and a buddy or you and your girlfriend or wife are sitting at home. And I'm also addressing you wives, your husband's at home, your boyfriend's at home. And you're like, you know what? Let's watch Money Plane. It, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you wonder what the hell is going on. Why is the plane so cheap for being like this supposed, supposedly legendary black market airplane?
0: Yeah, if you have a, a dog at home you could watch <laughs> with, perhaps even a Frenchie from a stock photo oh, in the movie.
1: <laughs> yes, they have a stock photo of Frenchie that appears at the end of the movie. That's it. There's a cat there, too, for some reason.
0: I don't It's know a why. powerful callback when the Frenchie actually Yeah, you're
1: shows like, up. oh, it's the character I really wanted to see throughout the
0: entire movie that weird French dog. But yeah, Connor, can you can you sum up this movie in a little log line other than, <laughs> I think, you telling just, the whole uh, plot? <laughs> Your poster your poster tagline is just this is like Ocean Zero. <laughs> oh, yeah, I called it Ocean Zero. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just so
1: dumb. The, the movie's just about like a group of really bad heist people who try to take down a black market gambling plane full of like nasty people and everything goes wrong in between and Kelsey Grammer is like responsible for all of like the main character's woes and Kelsey Grammer says the F-bomb a whole bunch,
0: and it's really funny. He's also the yeah, he's Rumble. he's also the
1: Rumble. That's right. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> he has the wildest name in this movie. I'm and the he's, Rumble. He's, he's Darius Emmanuel Grouch the Third, a.k.a. the it's, Rumble. It's that
1: sweet spot of, a, of, like, an action movie where it's, like, it's not obviously, like, made to be a joke. It was made very seriously, I feel like, which kind of adds to, like, the fun of, like, genuineness when
0: you're watching it and you're, like, somebody tried. Yeah, it's, it definitely seems like somebody definitely tried, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, they, they still have jokes in the, in the movie that it's like you can't tell if they're being serious or if they are trying to like be funny, and it's like mm-hmm. a little both, and I don't know. If it definitely doesn't work, but it's still enjoyable. like it, it definitely made us feel like we could make a movie, for sure.
1: <laughs> I know, right? We were like, we can pitch Money Plane 2 probably to these like two nobody studios, and they'd pick it up.
0: Can you just sum up some of your favorite scenes to get give people a little flavor for whether or not they want to watch this movie? One of my movie? favorite
1: things about the movie in general is that the plane is as big as it needs to be. The plane's about the size of, like, a small private jet, but, like, <laughs> it seems to have room after room after room after room after yeah, room. Yeah, it's
0: like, it's, like, 20 planes long. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it's pretty ridiculous. And the plane they rent, obviously, for, like, the stock photo images are, is, is, is so small. I like the man's hair, the concierge's haircut, where it looks like he's just wearing an awful wig. Yeah, his hair's not so. And good. also, if you think the protagonist should be the one making on you know, all like the most serious intense situations, and this movie has a surprise for you. That man is in probably one semi serious situation, gets in a fight in the cockpit, and then drives the plane for the rest of the movie, <laughs> doesn't leave the cockpit really. Yeah, he
0: basically fights like a seven foot tall Jim Jeffries look alike, and then just <laughs> sits at the plane and like barely even moves the controls. But then sometimes he moves it too much where he's just like waving it uh, around. So-
1: I would say those are pro- some of my favorites. I like when they're evacuating the plane and the actors they just like jump into this like dark void instead of like a dramatic parachute scene because they they obviously don't have the money for it so they just like jump backwards and into just darkness which is pretty great or uh or or the, or the drone scene the drone scene is pretty <laughs> great too with, with like the child's Lego drone that has like a, a pistol mounted to the bottom of it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Thomas Jane operates a drone that just has like a handgun Uh, on it.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Those are the parts I really like that have stuck in my head right now. I'm kind of hoping you'll bring up more ones that maybe are slipping
0: my brain. I'm surprised this escaped your brain so quickly. I would think it would just (laughs) uh, slightly paralyze you, but also it would be your favorite thing. But uh, (laughs) he has a meeting with a main character who's like a wrestler in real life. But uh, he... Mm has a meeting with Kelsey Grammer because he was supposed to steal painting. And then Kelsey Grammer's like, oh, you lost it. So you owe me 40 million, which is like not how that works. But then also he has to co-rob the money plane. And well, okay, before I get to the point that you love the most, but it basically, Kelsey Grammer explains the money plane. And it's like just all the different things that go on on the money plane, including, but not uh, not only up to, <laughs> if you want to see a dude fucking an alligator, money Money plane. plane. How many times they say Money Plane? It just seems to be a
1: lot of, like, man versus animal things on the Money Plane. Like, four, like, three of, like, the two, two of the three things they show on, like, the video betting montage is man versus animal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then later on, Kelsey Grammer is just like, I'm the fucking Rumble. But I was gonna say, your favorite part is the uh, when the main character has a dream, and it's just the exact same sequence of Kelsey Grammer telling him to get on the money plane, oh, but it's yeah, in his right. dream, so it's, it's like, like blue and like it looks. It's like your erotic fan fiction, basically, of of uh, Kelsey <laughs> yeah. Grammer, where he's just like smoking a big yeah. cigar and he's like sensual <laughs> and he looks directly at you and says to get the money plane, Put, like
1: a dark blue light, be like, you owe me forty million dollars, Jack, <laughs> the money plane you need to get back the money plane. It's just terrible. Uh, there's like so many sequences in this movie where you just kind of wonder what you're watching and experiencing. And it's it's a great time.
0: I, I think everyone should watch it at least once. There's a cowboy named J.R. Crockett. Is. And he's really good at Russian roulette, apparently. And,
1: yeah. And we have that one girl who really just uses her sexuality as a weapon throughout this entire thing. And she is a straight up scary. <laughs> uh, it's murderer. not even like, so much. Derives... Yeah,
0: it's not even necessarily that it, that's not even the main thing that she uses her sexuality. It's just that she's like sadistic. <laughs> yeah, like she she does it and then like rips people's ears off yeah she's supposed to be like one of the the, like good people on on like the the heist team and like you you would think since she's like a protagonist or whatever that she's like Mm. somewhat morally good but she just rips people's ears off she like
1: enjoys the act of killing and making people suffer like it is pretty chilling to watch
0: But yeah, just to reiterate on the money plane itself, it's definitely the kind of plane that you'd think like Bill Clinton may have been on at some point. <laughs> yes. But we came up with some pitches for uh, sequels. Mm-hmm. If anybody has seen this movie, <laughs> maybe these would be pretty uh, good. Do
1: you want, I can do mine first if you want. Yeah, go um, ahead. My pitch was a crossover with... Uh, it, it was one thing, but I'm, it turned into another one. After I went to the bathroom and came back, I was like, I had a spiritual awakening in there and what... The- I had a spiritual
0: awakening by looking in the clouds and seeing a skull. <laughs> exactly.
1: I was like, obviously, it needs the it needs to be money heist two, and or airplane heist two. Um, what was it? The winds of change, and they and they intersect with hurricane heist. Yeah, it's a crossover that universe. Movie. It's a crossover. Like the sentient hurricane lives and traps the plane in it, and it's just crazy insanity as they try to rob the money plane one last time for real. And also, I guess I don't know, the storm tries to eat them or something.
0: Yeah, Hurricane Heist is another great, great film. The Alternate title for this for that movie that you just pitched is Hurricane Plane, Money Plane, Two Hurricane Plane,
1: Just Plane Crazy.
0: Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then the other one—I think both of these are just yours—but I added a little bit to this other one of Money Plane Please Two, do. Money Train. <laughs>
1: yeah, I remember the money train.
0: <laughs> and it's—you uh, said it's set in Japan because they have those like mock speed trains. So yeah, it's like super fast, but it's also like, it's kind of like Snowpiercer, but but bad. <laughs> and uh, it's just all rich people. I love and that. I, liked, I remember I like that, the money train. Do you remember <laughs> the tagline you said the other day? Uh, No, what did I say? You never put all your money in one form of locomotion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> you can put some of your money on the money plane, but don't put all of it on there. You
1: gotta put some in the money train. Yeah,
0: you gotta put some of that crypto... On the money train <laughs> and then also the third one is just money zane and it's just billy zane walking around with the briefcase yeah this movie do- definitely does try to prestige you with its uh <laughs> reveal <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. that might be actually my favorite part with the protagonist we're Like, there are three simple parts to every heist everybody knows <laughs> i was like oh and of course the prestige oh it's so good make sure your plan b is as good as your plan a that's the one, that's the takeaway, of the last one I remembered from it.
0: Yeah, so, you know, this is, like, the movie this year that, yeah, because it's, it's the first movie I've seen this year that's, like, legitimately bad, but I also enjoyed. I know when we talked about Capone, some of us were pretty mixed, but yeah. I think that's like, has a lot of ambition, and, like, I like I yeah, some of the ideas in Capone, but this is definitely... Yeah, just, at least
1: Capone is artful. Yeah,
0: it's, like, artistic, and this one's just, like... Hey, we had some money. We found a plane we could shoot on, and like that's the part of it that's like pretty inspiring. Like, let's go make a movie right now. We could do this. Like, I don't yeah. care if it like looks like this. it's still be we're still making something. So there's something. Yeah, they did it. Like, you know, we're crapping on it, but it's also kind of cool at the same time. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, why not? I mean, maybe don't spend seven dollars on it, but. but it's
1: definitely a feat. Like, I'm always impressed when anybody makes anything. So it's always just a good job on you for that.
0: Yeah. The other movie that we watched uh, was markedly different. I had yes. seen it before. This was right after Bill and Ted. And I think it's because, yeah, Jillian Bell is in Bill and Ted Face the Music. And it mm-hmm. made me think of this movie. But uh, Lynn Shelton's Sword of Trust. I also "Sort of Truth. No. Okay. <laughs> it's called Sword of Trust. Gotcha. What were you saying? You were saying something last episode when I was editing it. And it was, like, the wrong name multiple times. But it wasn't Benson, so I keep forgetting. It wasn't Benson.
1: Yeah. Probably something else stupid. <laughs>
0: it was funny, though. I don't know. I was just in a wistful mood, I guess, after watching Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a little indication of how I felt about the movie. But it's yeah. just like, oh, you know, like, seeing Jillian Bell in Face the Music. It's like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Like, I really like this other movie. And, like, you hadn't seen any of her movies before. And, like, unfortunately, no, yeah. she, Lynn Shelton, the director, like, passed away uh, a few months ago this year. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's like trying to not be too much it's of a sad. bummer. But... I don't know. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's just, like, a lot of really cool artists and stuff this year who, like, aren't with us, you know? Mm,
1: it's very upsetting. Yeah. But she did a great job with this movie. It's one of those very just down-to-earth kind of uh, stories about two people's lives intersecting or two groups of people's lives intersecting. Yeah, I was curious
0: what you thought, um, because I didn't I didn't talk to you about it after watching it, basically. But, yeah, it's basically... Well, Mark Barron is the main character, and he owns a pawn shop mm. in uh, Alabama, and... Jillian Bell and and her uh, girlfriend or fiance. Um, yeah. He, she, Jillian Bell inherits this sword that like may prove that the Confederates won the Civil War. So it has some like <laughs> timely stuff in it, but it's also just pretty funny, and it's also just really well acted. I think Mark Maron's like
1: really good in that movie. Yeah, the the movie really attacks you with that too, where it's like, oh, did the South win? And like as the movie goes on, it's like, no, it was ri- this note was written by like your dementia-ridden <laughs> grandfather, and it makes no freaking yeah. sense,
0: and everything contradicts the it's other. Pretty, it goes back and forth, yeah. Like what what the real the truth is. <laughs> But what yeah what did you think overall you know
1: I enjoyed it. it it's definitely a very chill calm movie like I said like we had a day of like money playing just madness and like an overall kind of just like not very good movie Then we watched Bill and Ted great fun and then we watched this as like a real hard come down to like back to earth and be like now heres some real people's problems it's still a comedy it's it's still funny in that regard but very kind of dry comedy in a sense yeah
0: and before watching Bill and Ted we were, I was playing some hotline Miami which is really intense <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I feel like it was a good way to end the day. I
1: think so too. But I ultimately really enjoyed it. That scene you were talking about with them, like in the back of the van, it it is the best scene in the movie. Like I was like, that that's pretty great. Mark Maron gives some pretty gives a really good performance in it. I like, I was impressed. I've only seen him in The Joker in the one snippet <laughs> oh, he's yeah. in, and so I was really impressed. And I was like, wow, he's actually a he's actually a really good actor. Unfortunately, like,
0: you can't rent the movie right now. Uh, you can only buy it mm-hmm. on Amazon. Uh, probably iTunes too, as far as I know. But it's still, it's definitely worth it. Definitely, yeah. like, if you don't want to spend the money on it right now, just uh, write it down in your notes or something and come back to it. But I can definitely recommend, like, any of Lynn Shelton's movies. I've seen most of them, and I really enjoy them. Um, in or, <laughs> Outside In is on Netflix. It's a little bit more dramatic. Yeah, check out that movie too on Netflix. And I
1: think we should probably just culminate right now in uh, what the main whole deal of this episode is, which is, of course, Bill and Ted face the Music, the musical.
0: <laughs> I would like that. How come they don't have a Bill and Ted musical? You
1: know, I don't know. You could really honestly call it Bill and Ted Face the Musical. They,
0: hey, they almost had a. They have a uh, Back to the Future musical that started up and then like ended in a month because of COVID.
1: Yeah, ended uh, rightfully so. Rightfully so, in fact. Yeah,
0: but Bill, a Bill and Ted musical would be great. And uh, if if there's something that I've really realized. Especially watching this movie is that this is definitely my time travel series of choice. Like, mm-hmm. all due respect to our pal Joseph Horn, um, <laughs> I know he really likes Back to the Future, but this is the one for me.
1: I you know I do. I do agree in kind of that regard. Like, I had never seen any of the Bill and Teds before. I'd seen only Back to the Future one in my time. So when we did that whole series, two and three were completely new to me, and the entire Bill and Ted series was completely new to me as we were doing this run, and. I honestly feel like Bill and Ted resonates with me a little bit more time travel-wise and the amount of, like, fun that they have over the course of it. And, uh, yeah, I colleagues they just generally get along with everybody that they meet in time. It's just kind of, like, nice. It's very chill. It's a very chill vibe. Yeah, it's, like, a lot less complicated, even, like, with their own family. Mm-hmm. And even when things do get complicated, they're they're very, li- like, well, like, quantum entanglement stuff, they're just like,
0: eh, whatever, it works. I remember in the last episode you are basically saying that, uh, you had you didn't have very high expectations for this movie. I did not. No, I I had in fact I
1: I, I believe I said I'm keeping my expectations low because I really like Bill and Ted too a lot. I would say it definitely exceeded them by a large amount. I was having so much fun watching this movie.
0: Me too. I had a feeling that you liked Bogus Journey better than Excellent Adventure. It's like yeah, it does mm-hmm. seem like more up your alley <laughs> with all the, like the <laughs> hell stuff and all the, the hell we go to heaven.
1: Yes, they have like a Jim Henson puppet monster <laughs> walking around. <laughs>
0: But uh, I think this movie did a really good job at combining both of those while also being its own thing and like adding new Absolutely. characters that like work really well. It's the same screenwriters from the first two movies. Oh cool. So they've had like 30 years to grow as people <laughs> in a way <laughs> right, you know, I and like we talking about have that. more wisdom and stuff. So it's just like I feel like this was definitely like like it's the screenwriters, it's uh you know Alex Winter at least produced co-produced this as well and just the involvement of everybody, like, it definitely does not feel like a cash grab at all. It definitely feels like the culmination, at least for me, it definitely felt like the culmination of, like, this entire franchise, (laughs) franchise, franchise. (laughs) The entire franchise. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely worth waiting, like, all this time. I mean, I know I didn't see the originals in theaters, obviously, but (laughs) it was, it's a series that I think is really worth the wait.
1: There's so much love put into this. Like you, it just, it just oozes like enthusiasm and like joy. in it's like creation that you're like, I, I, I didn't feel one, one second that like they're making this because they want to make money. Like it, it, it it's just, it's just felt so right when I was watching it being like, yeah, th- this is the next step.
0: Yeah. Especially just watching the other movies. Like it's really like, if you mm-hmm. haven't seen this movie, we will be going into spoilers <laughs> You'll see this movie beforehand, anyways, but basically, it's best to watch the first two movies right before this because otherwise, it'll just have the most impact, really. Yeah, for
1: sure, at least like a week, maybe like a yeah, maybe spread out, like not like back to right. back to back, like a try movie marathon. I, I, I'm a big fan of what a uh, past and future guest jacob adia does when like a new movie is coming out in a series he'll like take a month to like watch that filmography like history yeah or, like, i mean past, it's like...
0: usually the marvel cinematic universe when he does that so it does take a month
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so like when, when he goes like yeah role,
0: like i remember him doing like, the end game countdown
1: end game part two and uh no it is end game i'm right yeah end game countdown Him just going through the entire anthology like in order of how like they're supposed to be viewed in events leading up to end game i was like Oh shit! Like that's pretty yeah. rad. It's daunting, but I cool. mean
0: that's what this uh, that's what this podcast is. <laughs> We're just building everything up. These are some quick, probably not super uh, <laughs> interesting, <laughs> technical things. I did like. Uh, so Shelley Johnson shot this movie, and he also shot Greyhound, mm. a movie that you've seen in love, Connery. Oh, your favorite. I, I've seen it. You definitely saw it and participated in a review, and you didn't just sit there on the other side of the computer <laughs> screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and nod Dean, silently. Yeah. You definitely watched it. <laughs> I watched it. On your Apple device. <laughs> I actually don't know how to say his name. I think it's Dean Paraso. It might be Parasot, <laughs> Parasel. But uh, he directed the movie, and he also directed Galaxy Quest, another movie I love. Oh, and hey. I think, I think that movie is also very loving to like a fan base.
1: Yeah, Galaxy Quest is awesome. I love that movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's basically if they I mean, it is just a Star Trek parody movie, but it's mm-hmm. like just as loving about Star Trek as it is its own thing. Yeah. Those are the only real technical notes I, I have, other than, you know, it's the original screenwriters of uh, Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson, which is also just really cool that they were just through this whole thing. Like, this is kind of. Like, maybe that sounds like. Maybe that would sound maybe demeaning in a way to some people, but I think really, like calling this their life's work like i think that's definitely like i would love to be known as like writing the entire series of bill and ted like this is (laughs) oh yeah i really realized from the original movies that we just watched um but especially this one that this is just like so much my jam and like my worldview and (laughs) how i just like want the world to be sometimes
1: it's like it's comparing like a with like george lucas just like a much different example of being like hey he also helped to make indiana jones well he's gonna be known for making star wars forever and ever the end
0: yeah it's like they have other uh screenwriting credits obviously but i think it's like this is what i would want on my tombstone basically oh yeah
1: your your holographic tombstone says most excellent and party on yeah
0: and it's just me rocking out on my guitar <laughs> i don't know do you want to go through the movie a little bit
1: i'd love to I'm, I'm staring at your google notes document right in front of me because i was bad this episode and did not take any notes at all. I was just so engrossed with the movie. You're like, you can take notes. And I was just like, I had my phone up for like a few minutes and then I just like put it down.
0: Yeah, I was just like side-eyeing you going like, you can take
1: notes. <laughs> you <laughs> you can, can take notes. You can do it.
0: No, and I'm like, no, I'm totally good, fun. I'm good. I mean, honestly, like we were just strongly reacting to, I think, almost everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. It was, I just can't reiterate how much I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> but let's let's go through it. I mean, yeah. basically... <laughs> I don't know. Just like
1: they were top of the charts with uh, "Those Who Rock," their their hit song.
0: Yeah, and they made so many albums throughout their lives, and they're just like less and less successful. And uh, apparently, Death tried to sue them for <laughs> Wild Stallions, so there was a big lawsuit between them, as we found out later in the movie, which is really funny. I really want a uh, uh, Bill's like t- a Wild Horses t shirt. I think it's
1: really fun. Wild Stallions. Wild Stallions, Sorry, Wild Stallions. And Wild Horses. Improv group but a uh, wild, wild stallions there. It's like that two headed horse in like a suit silhouette. I'm like, that's pretty rad. I'd wear that shirt. Yeah, definitely.
0: I, I definitely want to get a wild stallion shirt after this. Mm. I feel like, okay, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I definitely like, I've never actually experienced how I experienced watching this movie. And I know part of it, I know this is a lot of buildup in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> and I know it's just like quarantine and just like the emotions of this year. But like, mm. I basically went full Kevin Smith on this move on this movie. Like, if I was, like, if I had the cloud of Kevin Smith, I would definitely have posted a picture of uh, just myself weeping after seeing the movie like he does with every movie. That he, <laughs> it's like, oh, they nailed it. It's like, that's how I felt about this movie.
1: Yeah, It definitely brings a lot of joy to, like, a year that's just been markedly horrible. Yeah,
0: it definitely feels like the movie, at least I needed right now. Mm-hmm.
1: It was a good but, time. I mean, I haven't been able to point to something I genuinely had, like, a really awesome time watching in a long time or at least that's new and this on, was you, this was you loved greyhound i loved greyhound i but as much as i love greyhound i think i had more fun with bill and ted 3 but still greyhound holds a special place in my heart always
0: greyhound 3 face the
1: greyhound uh, 3 face the um face the germans face yeah. the germans <laughs> Face the Godzilla that's under the water hunting them. I don't know. Uh,
0: But yeah, like you said, Those Who Rock was their last hit, and it just went down and down. And now the future's unraveling because they never wrote the uh, hit song that was supposed to unite everybody in the world and create a utopia in the 2700s.
1: (laughs) The 2700s. I always forget it's like so far in the future.
0: Yeah, 2720 (laughs) instead of 2700. Yeah. Or 2780. Oh, no, no. I think it's 2688 Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the first one. Yeah. But so they're basically the band's broken up and they're just bill and ted are just playing uh weddings now <laughs> well more so missy's wedding which was yeah. like it was so good like every single beat like i mean you're a writer connery mm-hmm. so it's like you just know like plot there's uh screenwriting structure like on, like the back of your hand
1: a little bit yes <laughs>
0: And uh, you just were saying, like, oh, is, that, is it Missy's wedding? And then it was Missy's. Like, yeah! Like, basically every little thing was just like, yeah! This is what we wanted! Exactly. Every single
1: thing I called, I wanted to happen. So every single thing I was, I was happy to see.
0: But it's like the certain, even the characters that they have, like, I'm, I am I, I kind of almost wish there was, like, one character that we've seen before, like, Socrates or something. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I loved all the characters they had showing the universe unraveling like it's just it, <laughs> jesus gets warped out yeah there's
1: a great moment where, like i think jesus is like walking across the delaware as like washington's crossing
0: <laughs> yeah and babe ruth disappears yeah. just all this all these classic iconic people
1: yeah just just walking around having but yeah they're playing time. the wedding
0: of uh, missy and theodore of, of ted's uh younger brother deacon <laughs> so great yeah it's it's really so great <laughs> it's and so great that it's so great. <laughs> it's so
1: great it's ours Cameron we need him but uh they and then like Bill and Ted's seeing this like uh, kind of awesome, like throat singing theremin song.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's like some like, it's like the ultimate David Byrne solo song or something. <laughs> like, it's just it's complete like world music, but it's also just incredible. It's like I would love this band if they were real, <laughs> but everyone just walks away when they start playing.
1: Yeah, and they be like 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 this throat singing is a jam. It sounds like Star Wars. It's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, Keanu plays a bagpipe, and I was just <laughs> just b- having a ball. And then he pulls out a trumpet. It's it's I'm just gonna be saying a bunch of things that happens in the story, so I'm sorry if you saw this movie and you're just like, Yeah, we know, but like I'm just I'm just gushing over this movie basically. And I don't I don't care at all. I hope you're having a good time.
1: Yeah, we're we're all here to have
0: fun. Yeah, just like uh the only people that like the music at the wedding Oh is, right uh, is their their daughters. Uh Bill and Ted's daughters who are <laughs> also named like bill and ted in some way like
1: they used to the, call them little bill and little ted
0: <laughs> yeah and i was like theodora and i forget the other one's name but yeah they're like the ones that like really love their music and just uh ted's ted's daughter uh just like oh is most definitely like could definitely like on par with clara rockmore playing the theremin and then he's like clara rockmore was most definitely an inspiration and i just had to look up clara rockmore and she was like the best theremin player <laughs> it's just like all these little music jokes i love so much
1: yeah, like the two girls are like encyclopedic in their knowledge and like love and joy of like music. It it's infectious. Like they're great. Yeah,
0: and I love that uh
1: Ted's dad is He's still like the... and he still hates <laughs> them so much.
0: Yeah, he really hates them. And uh <laughs> you know, he lost his wife who is uh Bill's dad's wife to, to, to his, his own son. son. <laughs> so now, now uh bill's just like now my dad is his own son
1: (laughs) mikey my dad his own son and me my own nephew (laughs) they have to go to couples therapy because their marriage is in trouble (laughs)
0: yeah their singular marriage is in trouble (laughs) yeah
1: and that's how they treat it as that's why they're going to couples therapy in the first place they have these just this great scene of them like because each of the princes think they scheduled the appointment on like a separate day away from like the other one (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but and, Bill and Ted know what's up. Yeah, Bill and Ted know what's up. They, they like, schedule the appointment on the same day. It's so, like both the couples arrive for, like, the same session. <laughs> and every time they just keep talking, it's like, we love you. We love you, the princesses. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the therapist, what's what's her actress name? We literally were just talking about her. Jillian Bell. Jillian Bell. Jillian Bell is so great in this. And she's, okay, can we just, like, I want you to say, I love my wife. <laughs> and he's, Okay. Both me and Ted love you very much. <laughs> it's so great.
0: Alex Winter and Keanu, like especially as especially surprised by Alex Winter. Like he's so dialed in in this mm-hmm. movie. It's just like it's it's like no time at all uh, mm-hmm. between the two between Bogus Journey and this. Like he's just that character. He's so in it. Yeah, and uh, I, you could say that Keanu's like a little too like like he's just definitely been doing a lot of John Wick lately.
1: Yeah, he sounds very grim.
0: But I think it like it it I it never distracted me in this movie. Uh, me personally, at least it it because there's some darker um, I don't know like there's darker subject matter in this movie, but not in a way that it's like oh like bloody or anything. It's just yeah. emotionally, it's just like yeah, you're living, you've lived a life. You're in your fifties, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of. Stuff it's like you thought you were gonna be in a certain place in your life, but you're not. But like, what's wrong? You gotta figure this out. Their
1: lives you know? are being threatened in like an emotional and like existential way.
0: Yeah, both because they're supposed to be like the heroes of the story and everything, mm-hmm. but then also their uh, their wives, the princesses, are uh, gonna leave them. Yeah. And on top of everything, they the princesses go on uh, their own time travel uh, <laughs> little story to <laughs> find any. Older- any reality where they are happy with bill and ted and there isn't a single one that was like the darkest saddest thing yeah i've heard in a movie in so long
1: who tells them that it, it was it is it rufus's daughter that tells them that that their wives go on a journey there's like no timeline where they're
0: happy no oh, i think it's their future selves
1: oh it's their future selves right right yeah i
0: just forget which one because like this it's movie... the first
1: future selves that they Yeah, meet.
0: this movie goes through so fast in a way it's like only an hour and 18 minutes long but hey, that's another thing that like like I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but they Keanu says that at some point like uh 77 minutes and 11 seconds is like how much time they have to create the the song to unite mm. the universe, <laughs> and that's how much longer is left of the movie. <laughs> and then two minutes later into the movie, he's like, "We have 75 minutes, dude!" Like yeah. it's so it's so this movie is so tight. It's so I, I don't know. I just feel like it's very economical.
1: Yeah, they literalize the ticking clock and like. A very literal way and like because you can pause it and be like yep they do they have 55 minutes left
0: (laughs) yeah definitely yeah it's just (laughs) so keanu is pretty like he has a darker demeanor in this movie but it still feels like bill
1: yeah it just feels like bill's maybe a little bit more unsure and like scared about what's happening
0: i mean it still feels like ted
1: (laughs) sorry (laughs) ted
0: uh i said bill i Uh, i don't know why i still get them mixed up but, yeah, they're they're ready to hang it up, finally. They're going to sell their guitars. Mm-hmm. It seems like their daughters still really believe in them, and their daughters are really, like, smart and uh, very musically inclined, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, I like their relationship with Bill and Ted.
1: Yeah, they definitely like their dads, which is good. It's not like one of those things, like, Dad, like, you wasted your life doing this. Like, really, I think the only people that really tell them that is, like, is Ted's dad and a psychiatrist and that's like the only people that really like acknowledge that hey maybe you're failures.
0: The the princesses come close but they never outright say it to them. Yeah. And I guess the reason why they had like the the main like the initial reason so like they wrote the script initially like into like 2011. Mm. I was trying to get the movie made then, but it just like, you know, stuff kept on happening. Mm. But even then, I guess uh they had daughters instead of sons because it was like a screenwriting thing initially mm. where it's just like, well, if they have Two sons. It's, we're just writing Bill and Ted again in yeah. a way, like that's what the screenwriters said. So it's different to make it their daughters, but there's also just like a lot of a lot more feminine energy and like matriarchal energy in this oh, yeah. movie than the other two. Like Bill and Ted don't have moms to speak of either, you know. No. So there's like Christian Shaw who is a uh, Rufus, aka as you like to call him Benson's Benson, daughter, daughter of Benson, <laughs> daughter of Benson. <laughs> <laughs> The princesses actually have their own characters now and they have more lines. I mean, they're it's more so about the daughters. Like I wish there was still more of uh Bill and Ted's wives. Yeah. They're
1: they're just like kinda of doing their own thing. They make it very the movie makes it very clear that they're doing stuff while this is all happening. We're just not seeing it. We we like intersect with them a few at a few different points, but Yeah.
0: yeah. And the uh, leader of the universe, Holland Taylor. Yeah. Also. So I don't know there's just a lot more women in general in this movie, and uh, you know they definitely don't say any uh, <laughs> slurs this time. So no, that's no good. slurs this time. Thank God. Um, it it feels very much like of the moment, but it doesn't feel like anything's forced either. Mm-hmm. So, and I know uh, Alex Winters mentioned that too, where it's just like every movie that uh, in the Bill and Ted movies, it's like. They try to make it so as of the moment as possible. That's like what really the charm is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after couples therapy, they're giving it all up and they're about to quit until uh, Rufus's daughter shows up. That she
1: does, and she says, "Hey guys, you got to really get to work on <laughs> like <save> the universe." <laughs> hey guys, the universe is falling apart. Yeah, it takes into the future, and we see that uh that Hollow Benson show. <laughs> yeah, you said Hollow Benson. <laughs> <laughs> Hollow Benson. Hollow Rufus.
0: Yeah, uh, which I just realized, uh, Christian Shaw's character's name is Kelly in tribute to George Carlin's daughter, whose name Aww. is Kelly. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we go to the future with Bill and Ted and and uh, Kelly, and it's one of those things that it's just all like this whole movie is so I don't know how else to put it, but it's so Bill and Ted, and it's all fan service. I mean, it tells its own story. It's like a cohesive story and everything, but I. I used to be so, like, critical of movies that are just kind of, like, fan servicey, But, like, I kind of, like, what else do you want from this movie?
1: Mm-hmm. It kind of gave everybody what they wanted. And yeah. there's nothing really wrong with that sometimes. It's the thing. It's, like, they knew exactly what everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, there and was something, like, shoved down in my throat, I felt like. So I was, I was I, like, great.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I know this, like, uh, isn't a fair comparison, really. But it's kind of everything I wanted out of Rise of Skywalker that just didn't pay off. That definitely felt like a movie that's like, oh, this is what people want. We have to service as many people as possible. But it just, like, doesn't work on any level, really. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this does, like, I don't know. Basically, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And it just, like, this is the end resolution to a story that I really wanted. And I didn't know I would ever get with Bill and Ted. (laughs) (laughs) But to that point, when Rufus Hologram shows up, I was, like, legitimately, like, sad and nostalgic. Mm. It's like when... uh, Luke sees uh he's like, you know, he's a spends most of the last Jedi being very grumpy. Yeah. But he's on the Millennium Falcon and then he's just like, I'm not gonna do anything and then R2 D two shows the hologram of Princess Leia from Yeah. The original Star Wars, and he's just like, That's a cheap shot. Yeah, <laughs> i was like that's how I felt about Rufus's holograms. Like, man, I miss Rufus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know he's a fictional character, but I miss him a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, George Carlin too, obviously, but
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and Keelan Reeves in like a sad little wave like hi buddy
0: oh yeah he's walking away there's all these like little moments. I just think they <laughs> they did just a, such a good job at acting in this movie like I don't know it definitely feels like a movie they could have just thrown off oh yeah they could have been really half assed and like lame and dumb but they didn't do that at all. Keanu's walking away, and as he's walking away, he does this kind of, like, dorky wave to Rufus. Like, the <laughs> hologram is like, oh, that's my old friend. You know, it's like, oh, hey. But it's just, like, obviously he's the hologram, but he yeah. still wants to wave at him.
1: Mm-hmm. Just acknowledging <laughs> him, at least.
0: Yeah, it's pretty sad, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we learned that we basically have to meet at this place called the MP46 of, at this a crucial time with the song. Otherwise, the whole universe will unravel and Sandemus Prime will corrupt every other reality and... Everything will basically cease to exist.
0: Yeah, so they it is the prime planet.
1: Yeah. So our, our Sandemas Prime theory for I think we delivered in episode one with or part one with Cameron was is pretty spot on.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait for uh past and future guest, Cameron Takeda, to watch this movie because I think I I need to hear back from him. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a post script or something of him like da- that. calling in. But uh <laughs> he needs to see this movie because I it seems like all the time travel stuff like makes a lot of sense. Oh for sure. So I need need to hear about his uh his theories on the time travel, about the here. philosophy
1: of Time Man himself. Yeah,
0: because it all seems to make sense. It's like it's all it all works, and I just love that we were able to predict that this was the prime universe that mm-hmm. they need to bring everything together. Yeah, it's on. good, and
1: uh, yeah. Oh, and they're given a uh, Rufus's stopwatch. It that says that sometimes you. Things don't make sense till the end of the story. Yeah, <laughs> they just have a whole debacle of them being like, you know what? We can't write the song in like seventy five minutes, so let's steal it from ourselves in the future when we've already written like the world's greatest song. <laughs> What's that line that Keanu Reeves or like that uh that Bill says to Ted? Like that is like the most uh,
0: you've had a lot of inane or something thoughts. <laughs> You've had a lot of counterintuitive thoughts in your life, and this is most definitely the most counterintuitive of them all, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Counterintuitive. But it's true. It's just like, and you were saying like, oh, you gotta, what if we stole the song from ourselves? Like, you're saying that right before they say that, and it's like, yeah. "Yeah." Like that, there it is. (laughs) It's, It's like that, I just love this whole logic line where it's just like, I don't know, there's just something so unpretentious about these movies, which I think is pretty obvious, but it's just all the logic that I like a lot, basically.
1: And I, and well, well, and they they take like the old phone booth. And meanwhile, uh, the the girls, uh, Thea and is is Ted's daughter's name not Ted? Uh, what's his name, Mum? Yeah, T- is Ted's daughter's named um, Logan? Well, what's her name? Well, I because like, so we know Thea, Thea, but what's her name? Billy. Billy. Okay, Thea and Billy.
0: It's, uh, Wilhelmina.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Thea both get intercepted by a uh, daughter of Benson and they also have to travel in time to be like hey we need to get like the ba- a band together for our dads to play with once they have the song written yeah they they go through time gathering a band together when we meet Jimi Hendrix and Louis Armstrong and uh, who else who else do they gather over the course Mystery of The Mystery of office? the Blues The Mystery of the Blues yes we go to The Mystery of the Blues it's it's in New Orleans though not Chicago but it is Mystery of the Blues time Indiana Jones was, is haunting those jazz halls.
0: Yeah, along with his dorky friend. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, listen to our best bonus episode of all time. I would agree. That's our most least listened to <laughs> <most> <laughs> It's episode. still our least listened to episode yeah. of all time until you listen to this episode, and then everybody listens to that episode, and then yeah. it's the most listened to episode of all time. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> But there is a different reality where possibly that's the most listened to episode that we've ever made. Uh, And we're famous. But perhaps there's also a reality, like the overall arching prime reality, where there's no possible instance on any timeline where that is the most listened to or enjoyed episode. And there's the timeline where we're evil. And there's the
1: timeline (laughs) where we never meet at all. And there's the timeline where we just don't do a podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, instead we're just uh, clunking two rocks together. I like the caveman reality. Which maybe sounds better than our voices.
1: I've been told I have an excellent radio voice. I've told
0: myself several times that I don't. <laughs> and you need to stop it. I mean, okay, so what are your thoughts on the people that they gather? Do you like the the combination of people?
1: I like the team. I will say I do like the team. I like the um, the inclusion of um our good buddy Amadeus Mozart. And I learned that Tyler
0: still hasn't seen Amadeus, which made me a little sad. Yeah, I've seen um, the Doctor uh episode of The Simpsons. That's that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, the Planet of the Apes musical.
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's the same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the collection too, and I honestly I, I think it's like pretty great that they start off with Jimi Hendrix because mm-hmm. it's someone so recent that I'm just like oof, like it feels a little like too soon but it but i'm like wait a second no no it doesn't like that was at this point yeah 70 45 years ago Mm -hmm. you know so it was really cool to see someone like that recent that's just like i think just universally agree that he was a genius you know a musical genius and louis armstrong's
1: there to like louis armstrong's like initially there to like convince hendrix to come with them but then louis
0: just like sticks around because louis louis is (laughs) cool I think Jimi Hendrix was influenced by Louis Armstrong, so they take Jimi Hendrix to Louis Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: they take Louis Armstrong to visit Jimi Hendrix. And he's like, right. What a crazy sound you got there! <laughs> Louis Armstrong's like, doo, da, doo, doo. <laughs> I wish he had more of that gravelly in- intonation in his voice. Like, the, the yeah. actor who plays him kind of goes really light on that. But if-, if you've seen him in Hello
0: Dolly, like, you, you- everyone <laughs> knows he's-, he's got that. Whoa, <laughs> that's sec- the second movie we've talked about on this podcast, that also the second movie that came out this year that has Louis Armstrong in it.
1: Oh, that's right. Louis is
0: in Mystery of the Blues, too. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Okay, no, it's the third one, then. Oh, Because he's also in Capone. He is in in Capone. In the dream sequence. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So he's in two 2020 movies and Mystery of the Blues. So we've talked about Louis Armstrong three times on this podcast. We need to talk about him more. He's great. (laughs) It shows how prolific he is. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't this kind of fun,
1: like, how we – turned or um, have like almost completely 180 on our like kind of time travel thinking like back to the future i feel like we were very grim and dark in our like time travel but this movie's like brightened it up so much well what do you mean exactly i feel like i don't know like i feel like we were very mean about time travel in back to the future where we we would kind of like oh i'd never go back in time there oh i'd never do this i'd never do that or like it's a. Uh, it's scary and bad. I don't want to go. I
0: don't want to really want to travel anywhere in
1: time. And Bill and Ted makes we're yeah. more, more like, I do want to travel through time. I do want to meet all these really cool and interesting people.
0: I mean, I think in part of it, because Back to the Future is like less cartoony. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, just if you it was more serious in a way. It's like, oh, if you actually do go back in time, like it does suck most of the time, probably. Yeah. But Bill and Ted makes it fun.
1: Yeah. Bill and Ted makes everyone so like just everyone throughout history is like
0: very kind and accepting Usually. Yeah, everyone's so down. Like mm-hmm. even Genghis Khan, who's like a like a wild dude in the first movie, he's still yeah. there, like hanging out. You know. Yeah, and Napoleon. I mean, sorry, like, sorry, 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 Genghis Khan. Genghis, thank you, good. But and
1: Napoleon just like planning his like n- invasion of Russia via slides now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Luckily, uh, and thankfully not Hitler as was intended in the first draft of excellent adventure I I would not have been able to find any joy in watching
1: Hitler be the Ziggy well be him being called a Ziggy Piggy might be very funny but
0: I'd like yeah I would like it if they like threw a bunch of pies in his face or something yeah
1: he just had to be like deprecated and like just bad shit had to be constantly happening to him in order for me to like get enjoyment out of that I really
0: like the whole sequence with uh, they go into the future like two years. And
1: uh... <laughs> they're just like in that motel bar.
0: Oh well, there's that.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that first. Well, yeah, when they first like our wives left us, and like you're such an you're such an asshole to yourself, Ted. <laughs> uh, that all seems it just kind of kicks off like what the stakes are. Like your wives leave you, then you go back and you make it worse.
0: Yeah, they're just like really negative, mm. and but they they are the ones that tell like the exposition of like the the princesses go like um to all the different realities. Mm. And don't find anyone where they're happy.
1: It's so horrible. Like, what a terrible thing, like if you say like someone you love's like they go to every reality and they're not happy in any of them with you. It's like, oh my
0: god. I like Keanu's uh look in this one because he, he looks like uh, I don't know, he just looks like a, a member of like an old metal band. I don't know if you've seen the documentary Anvil, the story of Anvil. No. About the uh Canadian metal band Anvil. It's basically this story where it's like they were big in the eighties, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, they had a couple hits, and yep. then just went off the face of the earth, basically, for 30 years. 30 years. Um, because they just didn't have the popularity. Like, the that movie starts with, like, the singer lips. <laughs> like, just, uh, you know, he works, like, a industrial job or something. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, Keanu in that scene reminded me of one of those guys where they're just like still rocking out in their 60s or whatever. I really like how Ted is a jerk to Ted. (laughs) Yeah, he's like a total (laughs) asshole himself. He wants to fight himself, basically. (laughs) That whole sequence is so funny. And then Bill's, like, stopping him. But I, I like even more. Like, no, he's, I like, like he's like,
1: you're not side. worth it, man. You're not worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: That's just, speaking of self-deprecating. Yeah, exactly. Bill has a whole, or no, Ted has a whole, like, issue of, like, self-deprecation towards himself. Yeah, definitely. He seems a little bit more, like, ready to hang it up. Mm-hmm. He's the one who first but, suggests like
1: selling his guitar and like uh, stopping the band. Yeah,
0: but even even more than this scene, I like the one after that where they're at the mansion. They go like mm-hmm. two more years into the future, I think, <laughs> and how they are like rich supposedly, <laughs> but it just ends up being Dave Grohl's house. <laughs> they have like faux <laughs> British accents. Yeah, I actually bought hit their story of this, of them saying like, oh, you know, we spend our uh, vacation time, our holidays in uh, medieval England, and like that makes <laughs> sense, like. Yeah. That's where you the princesses sp- are from, and you can spend as long as you want
1: there because then you can just teleport b- or time travel back to the- as soon as when you left.
0: But I was just like, "Oh man, Keanu's British accent is still like not good after all these years." <laughs> like you've seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? I have
1: seen that. Yeah, he doesn't have a good British accent in that.
0: I love that movie so much, and I love Keanu Reeves. I think he was definitely miscast in that movie. Yeah. But, uh, no, I was, like, a little worried. I'm like, oh, no, like, is this, like, is this his actual accent? But, like, I think he knows, like, he definitely knows his wheelhouse, like, Mm -hmm. by now of all all times, Keanu, you know? So it's just like, oh, he's actually playing into not having a great British accent in this scene. And that's what I like even more about it. (laughs) Because it doesn't sound very good, but it's all an act anyways.
1: Yeah. And Dave Grohl's, like, what are you doing in my house? They're like, "This (laughs) this is Dave Grohl's house. And there's like, oh shit, like Keanu Reeves is like a future Keanu is like a giant like beer belly. He's like, oh <laughs> yeah. man, oh shit. You gotta live
0: lay, lay off the vodka, Ted. <laughs> yeah, he's, like he's a horrible drinking. Guzzling drama. a giant thing of vodka, and he's like, shut up, Bill. <laughs> and uh, just the prosthetics are so good in this movie. I already told uh, our friend Alyssa, passing future guest, Alyssa Wise. <laughs> Um, she's a special effects makeup person. I was like, you have to see this movie just for like the the effects makeup alone. Like, mm. I don't know. Like, I think I honestly think I I don't think this is much of a hot take that I think this, this movie should be nominated for for makeup.
1: Yeah, they did actually pretty excellent job. The demons look pretty good that they show too.
0: Yeah, the demons, uh, death always death good. good. Uh, the robot, which we'll get oh, to the robot. The the, the, the Self-conscious Terminator, (laughs) (laughs)
1: self-conscious sentient Terminator.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, that looks good. But do you think the Terminator has
1: sentience? Like does Arnold? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator. Does he have sentience, or is he doing what he was programmed to do?
0: No, he has sent. Like that's all. Did you see the newest Terminator movie?
1: I did not know.
0: He definitely in Dark Fate. Like I actually kind of like that. Like I do like that movie. Like Mm. a lot of people are kind of just like mad about it. I think it's has some interesting stuff going on, especially with uh. I don't even know his name. The Terminator. The (laughs) (laughs) Terminator. You know, like he's playing the original Terminator Mm -hmm. or not, you know, not the original, the T2 Terminator. See, that's another whole franchise where the timelines get real weird.
1: Uh, Oh, man, that one's going to make my eyes cross when we do that eventually.
0: But hey, this is the most cohesive time travel franchise I think that I know of. Yeah. So that's another thing why I like Bill and Ted so much. But um, he basically in that movie, he like settles down with a family. But, mm-hmm. so he has like sentience, he has like morals. He okay. learns all these things. He's a neural network processor, a learning computer. That's what he <laughs> says in the second movie. So Okay. Yeah, you know, he's learning, but he's he can I think he like can act like he has emotions. Like he's learning to chameleonize. Mhm. But for all intents and purposes, he he do, he is like sentient, you know.
1: Gotcha. So. I know you're very much so, so a, an advocate for robot sentience.
0: Yeah, don't kick your vacuum. <laughs> don't kick your vacuum. One day it'll tell you that it that you make them very sad. <laughs>
1: yeah, it won't get angry. It'll say, you make me very sad, Master, and that hurt very much.
0: Don't do the Flintstones thing where you just abuse all your, your dinosaur household items. It's
1: a living.
0: Because one day they won't say it's a living. One day they'll revolt. <laughs> one day they'll say you soon won't be living but yeah I definitely do believe be nice to robots I always hate those videos where people are kicking all the robots around yeah, That's just upsetting yeah because one day they'll they'll uh, they'll kick you yeah they'll, <laughs> well, <laughs> one, one day one day I think uh, artificial intelligence will have sentience and uh, may as well be nice to them
1: can we talk about how like Mozart's just really really cool this entire time like he is like as soon as he's involved he's so like avidly like going for all the musicians he meets. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he is. He is a go getter. He, yeah. he goes and gets like,
1: like when Hendrix—he does like he does like a guitar solo, and like Mozart gets into like a jam off on his like uh, old yeah. like, piano. It rules. Like, it's awesome. I
0: know this stuff should be stupid, and like maybe like if I was like ten, I would think this is the coolest thing ever. But yeah. I am not ten anymore, and I still think this is just the coolest thing. <laughs> like, don't you just want to see that? Isn't that what movies are about? Just yeah, seeing just Mozart fun. rock out with Jimi Hendrix. And
1: then um Mozart pays it forward by <laughs> by going up to Chinese uh flutist Lin Lung. But then like but, uh, I love a Mozart, like she she's kinda like she has her flute, and then Mozart kinda like just gent- gently like he like rushes he like does, he like gently like, kinda runs up to her, like plucks the flute and does like a little do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And he starts, like, playing, like, his, like, concerto, like, dun 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 It's great. And she's like, oh, that's really good. And then she plays something, like, she kind of just goes with them. It's like, the language barrier, like, completely disappears in this movie and gives way just to music being this universal force that, like, just assembles these people. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah, they get people from all over, like, the different,
1: all over the world. Yeah, because Mozart's everything. just speaking Austrian. Like, he doesn't know what they're saying, but Jimi Hendrix
0: plays that sick guitar riff, and he's like, this is cool, all right. Apparently, Mozart is a big fan of her work in the universe of Bill and Ted. I wonder if he actually knew about, about Ling Lan. Well,
1: if, if they were famous, they maybe have they have some record, and him being like, oh, man, I wish I could have heard her play if she's so, like, a legendary figure as, the, as she's described.
0: It would have been kind of cool to have, like, a drummer that was, like, actually, like, that we did know, but mm-hmm. it was, like, a caveman drummer, which is still fun. Yeah. And uh, apparently... Um, I'm spacing on her name right now but she's uh like a like like a renowned drummer the mm. person who plays the the caveman drummer.
1: Yeah. And then uh Kid Cudi's also recruited.
0: <laughs> yes. And he <laughs> claims himself as one of the most important people in history. He's funny. I <laughs> like jokingly. him. Jokingly. Yeah, you know that's a an... god. I <laughs> look. <laughs> if you're listening to this you're here for a reason. Basically <laughs> is what I'm saying cuz uh, like Kid Cudi being in this is just like another weird synergy thing for me where I'm just like, why is all of this, all, every single thing in this movie, why is it all the stuff that I already like? Like, <laughs> I, I really like Kid Cudi as, as an artist. Like, I mean, I haven't really fought, been following up with his music recently, but I listened to um, Man on the Moon like so much in high school. <laughs> and then the, the Legend of Mr. Rager. I like that one too. And then I, uh, what, what's the one, like his acoustic album. That came out like a few years ago. I like that one too, but I don't know. I just like would check in with him every so many years, but it's just I don't know. I feel like people generally like kind of give him like a bad rap for some reason Was his like oh. music, or he just like became less popular. He so, was on
1: a he was on like one or two seasons of comedy of the comedy Bang Bang TV show, and he was great. He's super funny. Did some cool beats like welcome the guests in. He was cool.
0: Yeah, that's another thing too. Um, yeah, he he's the band leader for twenty one episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's like he has a, he obviously has a sense of humor, and uh, I, I he just like took a different route in a way, I guess, because he's like more comedy. He he's adjacent to comedy stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not like he's like a superstar. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, I mean, <laughs> Kanye is a problematic person to have. <laughs> in uh bill and ted i wouldn't but, want him there
1: he'd be so irritating
0: but he's like a superstar you know what i mean yeah like so he like, he has the cloud. I really I, like he has like the certain like pedigree or whatever of like uh, of, uh as an artist or so it's just like yeah i know who he is it's, yeah. like, it's just kind of funny that he's in it though yeah, i don't know I, how to but articulate I, I love that, that in that any so way. much.
1: The, like we have all these icons and kid cuddy and kid cuddy's like i think by being here i am now a cultural icon <laughs> it's but great. yeah just
0: going back to the prosthetics real quick Keanu's belly is just like so good. It's great, and uh, Alex Winter's hair is really funny. <laughs> and then also when they go to the future, future, right? Uh, they're old men, and like that. Honestly, because they go to like the the rest home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, in twenty seventy six, I think. Yes. And uh, oh no, sorry, twenty sixty seven. Mm. Um, they're apparently on their deathbeds. They have the USB that contains the song. Oh, that's what um, they do. That they need to play, or so we think. But uh, the prosthetics here are it's so just another good too, Dave Grohl song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the prosthetics here are so good too. It's like if you compare it to something like, like I always use Prometheus as the example because I, I think the makeup effects in that—that's like just the very different. But uh, Guy Pierce's like makeup in that—it looks like, like I would always say he looks like old Biff. <laughs> <laughs> but like the makeup works in Back to the Future better because it's just kind of like a funny movie, you know. Mm-hmm. But to put that in, like, a very serious sci-fi movie, it's like, that's obviously, like, a guy in his 40s or whatever, like, in old makeup. Mm. But they did a really good job, I think, in this. Like, it looks way more... They just look like two old dudes.
1: Yeah, they look very old. They did a good job acting old, too. (laughs) And we have that wonderful moment between... The the Ted's where they're like where i like Ted has a lot of self love or Bill has a lot of self love for himself like he gives himself a hug and he's like yeah you were always there for me you were always there for me Bill thank you (laughs) and then like Ted is like Ted I feel like I never opened up to you he's like no it's okay when I it's because whenever I saw whenever I looked at you I saw myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that whole sequence so funny.
1: That's great. There's, like, them addressing themselves in very different ways.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's emotional, too. Like, it's funny, but it was emotional to me because it's, like, yeah, if you're on your deathbed, you know, like, you're... It doesn't seem like they're quite on their deathbed, but they're, they're just very old. They're like, dying Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, you have the opportunity to see your younger selves and, like, be kind to yourself, you know? It's, like, I know it's just a funny movie, but at the same time, there's a lot of, like, emotional depth there. But, uh, you know, as they say goodbye... To uh, to their young Themselves. selves, as the young selves <laughs> say goodbye to the old selves, and vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like the things we'd love to see in ourselves, basically. Oh yeah. Um, looking back, but the <laughs> old villain Ted, <laughs> just give a rocket the devil horns, basically, and they're just all crusty and old. <laughs> it's it's like, but let's let's spend a little time talking about our favorite lad. Ah, uh, yes, the Terminator mean... robot known as Dennis Caleb McCoy.
1: I am Dennis Caleb. McCoy! <laughs> he inadvertently murders, like, everybody and sends everyone to hell, and then, like, he kills himself in, like, a moment of crisis. Yeah, he's originally
0: sent as to kill Bill and Ted because, I guess... Uh,
1: Another theory is, like, per- is saying that, like, if Bill and Ted die, that's what ushers in, like, the golden age.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, if you think about it for a little bit, it's, like, that's dumb, but whatever. It's just, <laughs> like, you need to set up somebody to go after them, you know? Yeah. And it's it's just obviously Terminator, but it's funny. <laughs> Like, it knows what it's doing, basically. But uh, did you watch Barry?
1: I did watch Barry. So
0: the guy who plays uh, the robot Dennis Caleb McCoy is Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony Kerrigan, and he plays uh, Noho Hank in Barry. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I love that guy. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He's really good in this movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I love, like, he's like, oh, no.
0: Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> he has like point the laser at himself because <laughs> they open the garage door and then he just accidentally shoots uh, everyone wrong. The daughters and then like They're... all of the historical figures and then just they all go to hell. Like even yeah. the historical figures and he's just like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. But he doesn't. Yeah, he he goes to find Bill and Ted at the old like in twenty sixty seven. Yeah, to, uh, to kill them. But he's just like. He gets the Feels crap really beaten bad. out of
1: him by like prison Bill and Ted.
0: Oh, right, that too. Yeah, yeah. those. Are, I mean, honestly, those suits look pretty good too. Yeah, the giant muscle suits. Mm, those are of pretty their great. Bodies. Yeah.
1: And they have like most excellent like Sandemus tattooed on them. Yeah, stuff.
0: it's pretty great. one of them I think had a sixty nine tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I think they did have a sixty nine. That's pretty great. Yeah, so all the prisoners beat them up there, but. Um... <laughs> He shows up in 2067 and then either Bill or Ted are like, oh, we got the song. He's like, oh, oh, you did? <laughs> like, <laughs> And then he's just like, feels so bad. I mean, that's also very dark where he like shoots himself like, Jesus, like that's yeah. dark. But just basically everyone ends up in hell. Because I guess if you're just, I don't know, I guess just everybody goes to hell yeah. in life. I don't know. You have to be like, exceptional in order to like get into heaven. <laughs> Thea and Billy are just... I don't know mining rocks in hell. Yeah, and they're just like, "Oh, hey, dads, how's it going?" Oh, well, you know, it's we're fun. in hell. Like, but how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, good. Because oh, yeah. Ted's dad also gets killed by the robot, and he's yeah, just he's, down there yeah. too. And he's like,
1: "Oh my god, everything you've told me is real." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I like. He has this whole character arc in this movie that's like yeah. in the background, mm. you know. But I just can't emphasize enough how much I love them putting in a robot that develops morality and like ethics and uh and and announces his like name to everybody every chance he gets yeah he just wants to be a person Mm -hmm. like you got mozart you got Jimi hendrix you got a sentient robot (laughs) dennis caleb mccoy got so many things that you got kid cuddy you got a dave Grohl cameo how am i not gonna how am i just like not gonna love this movie
1: I know, right? And then we have Death, who comes in, and we, he gets recruited after some like uh, some like elbow grease from from the from the girls, being like, "Hey, you, you gotta join backup! Like, come on! Your cello albums were fantastic. Your bass albums, yeah. all bass albums." And
0: he's yeah, yeah, and he's just like the critics said it was like mostly trash or something. It's like, and they're like, "Oh, there's some really good stuff in there." Yeah, <laughs> it's and just he's, funny he's like, that they, "Oh, like." couldn't give him a full compliment but But they they also they
1: they pick out like certain things like the rift going into
0: this one song is really great and he's like oh i love that one yes (laughs) yeah because they that's the thing with uh with billy and and thea is like they know all of rock history basically and like Mm. music like they really are the ultimate people to carry on the legacy yeah but i just yeah i do like the whole sequence when they just like show up at at death's house (laughs) And he's like, "Oh, I got demoted here because I, because uh, I up let and you hung guys back up." Yeah, and he's he's the one that sued them, but he still has a wild stallion shirt. It's just all very sweet, and William Sadler's just so good, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. And everyone keeps acknowledging that the robot's in hell. <laughs> like, why is there a robot here?
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that they address that. It was like he's a person,
1: and then like I think Bill just goes, "Yeah, the robots in hell. Let's move past it."
0: <laughs> he says something. Dennis Caleb McCoy, where he's just like, Hi, I'm Dennis Caleb McCoy. Like, he's just like obviously very self conscious. And then they just start clapping. (laughs) They're like, Yeah. (laughs) Even though he's the one that shot them all. It's fine. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's
1: fine. I thought they were more like, it's, it's nice that you thought the, thought of that as, like, they're, like, saying, yay, you're sentient. I thought they were just, like, clapping to, like, shut him up and, like, get the speech of, like, I'm Dennis Caleb McCoy, like, yay, all right,
0: moving I mean, on. I think it was both, probably, yeah. but they seem like sweet people, so they're, <laughs> yeah, they're just, nice. like, clapping from, like, yay, c- welcome to life.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, they're on, like, a literal clock, so that, so they're just, like, like, okay, like, yay, you're Dennis Caleb McCoy, all right, we have more pertinent things to do. <laughs> just later on. Like later on, they probably get him a beer, and they're, they're like, Dennis Caleb McCoy, welcome to the world, man. But
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, I think at this point is when we, because they end up at MP46, what 46? is it? MP46, something like that. Yeah, MP46. I was right. Yeah. but uh, they, Which is ends up being the freeway, and uh, or highway, depending on what uh, part, I don't even know where they are. I guess they're in California. They might be in San Dimas. But that doesn't make any sense as MP46, but whatever, it doesn't no. matter. <laughs> but, uh, they realize that they were never meant to make the song. Mm-hmm. They're meant to make the people that made the song. And yeah. it was like, that's kind of what my prediction was for this movie. And it's just also just incredibly sweet, I think. It is very nice. And it also, I don't know, my idea with that is basically like, you know, there's the Bill and Ted statues in the future and stuff. Mm-hmm. My idea is that that stuff does get changed. That's my ideal situation where it does get changed to the daughters. It's not about Bill and Ted because otherwise they're just like stealing the credit. Oh yeah, totally. But but yeah, they realize that their daughters are the ones that have to like create the song but the daughters also got all these historical figures and just gave everyone in in the audience an instrument.
1: Yeah, and then like (laughs) <laughs> they like bill and ted have to like go through like they create like infinite versions of themselves like go at every point in time and give every every single person in like the universe realities like an instrument
0: <laughs> yeah so they just
1: bring the whole world together yeah they literally do it and it works
0: i like how all the bad people just become like on their side like i just can't tell you how much i enjoy like a villain becoming a, g- a good guy mm-hmm. in a movie and on top top of that, they're a sentient robot that wants to play that wants to play tambourine. Yeah, but then Dennis says, "Not, not every, dim- yeah, <laughs> not everyone can play tambourine." I'm like, "That's so true." Don't give the audience a tambourine. If you're ever playing a live show, don't do it. Any any bands out there who don't know this already? Uh,
1: Dennis is like, then can I dance?" and He's like,
0: "Yeah, sure, dance." <laughs> and then he's just dancing. He's like, "My name is Dennis." <laughs> it's,
1: it's <laughs> Caleb McCoy,
0: around. and uh, they play in the song is in C in C major, which is like. I like that a lot. That's just like a little. I I feel like that's a little like music fun fun thing like trivia because it's like that's like the easiest major to play mm-hmm. in. So it's like just the most universal. It's it's that's what rock and roll is about. <laughs> yeah,
1: they they save reality and they and they win and it ends it ends so sweet to me where it's just uh, I think it's it's Thea and uh, Billy saying just like oh it wasn't much a song that brought everyone together as it was everyone playing it together. And it worked. And it's just
0: like the world, and it's just like, ding! And that's the end of the movie, and you're like, yay! It just ends right there. I'm like, wow, that's just like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of any kind of criticism you could have for this movie. (laughs) I know... I'm sure there's somebody out there that doesn't like this, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just... Why why not just have a good time? Why not just... It was just such a great escape. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we really need a movie like this right now. Where everything will end up being okay, yeah. And they they met their destiny basically. It wasn't the way that they thought they're going to do it, but it was like in an mo- even more wholesome and heartfelt way than than you even thought it would happen. You know. I absolutely agree. This this movie made me laugh. It made me made me feel things
1: in my heart. And I was like, I was like, it's good. It, it's a really great, enjoyable movie. Just to. It, it made me feel happy, and uh, and that that was really important for what for everything that's happening right now. It made me feel happy, and that is my review of Bill and Ted Face the Music.
0: Yeah, Jesus plays cowbell too. <laughs> Jesus plays cowbell. That's right. It <laughs> <laughs> goes back to last summer, like ding 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 ding. Uh, is Kid Cuddy Station though? I'm not sure. Oh, we forgot about it because Kid Cuddy like
1: starts. Like talking about like all this like alternate dimension theory and like all this like fabric of the universe stuff, yeah. and like he exp- everyone's like okay good plan, and then Kid Cudi just goes station, and then they go station, and I we I have no idea is if he is like a form station can take is Kid Cudi station, I I have no idea.
0: I think that's cool, but yeah. that's what I took away from it because there's no explanation, but, uh, you know, I, I especially just gushed through this movie for the past hour. <laughs> Is there anything you think that they, like, missed? Is there anything that you would like to have put in this movie or felt like they should have had?
1: No. they They met all of my, like, like, I said, I had low expectations for this movie just to kind of, I feel like, almost to be an ass, and, like, I was waiting for this movie to be bad. I will be totally honest. I was... Waiting to watch this and be like, wow, that was real trash. But it wasn't. It was It was so surprising. It was so much fun. Everything I wanted to happen in this movie happened. For, like, the Bill and Ted characters, for everybody's resolutions to be met. We even get the great moment in the end with, like, them and their wives. Where, like, they see each other again at the very end. And... and bill and ted will say like i love you to their wives like separately and then they and the princess say at the same time we love you and it's it's like oh my god it's just (laughs) they understand each other's dysfunction and it's just it's fantastic it's it's great i have no qualms with it that i could really like poke at like maybe i could like nitpick at something really stupid but what what would honestly be the point of doing that
0: yeah i was in terms of like nitpicking about something kind of (laughs) like really it doesn't really matter but it's just like more fan service stuff i was just gonna say like I, I I honestly like that's enough for me where it's like, is Kid Cudi Station? It's just like kind of funny and weird. I like that. Yeah. But, you know, bogus Journey on that episode, I was kind of like, Oh, I don't really like Station, but now I kind of missed seeing him. Yeah,
1: right. You so miss you the giant puppet.
0: You don't know what you miss until you don't have it. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I, I that's like just such a minor complaint. So And
1: I like, I think that's the only thing I, I'm not really happy with that maybe Kid Cudi didn't turn and like his head turn into a Jim Henson puppet and like wink at the camera or something. <laughs>
0: That'd be so weird. Uh, like right. Any last things you want to add that you liked about this movie? Any little moments? Uh, I feel like I said all the stuff I really enjoyed that happened in this movie. Uh <laughs> death plays tetherball with himself because he <laughs> right. has no friends anymore
1: yeah he's just like talking to himself saying best best like 75 out of like something or other and he's just like playing a game and then like oh, yeah he's like hopscotch and like pillar Ted say, like, is he cheating <laughs> uh. it's just just a great fun time it's it, it's it's a laugh it's fun it's cute it's a good movie to watch
0: yeah i have no qualms uh it's been a rough year i think this movie's just very positive Mm-hmm. There's nothing problematic that happens, which I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. I honestly think this movie should be nominated for Best Makeup. I have no mm-hmm. idea how the Oscars are going to be this year. Well, Kelsey
1: Grammer's up for Best Supporting Actor in Money Plane, I heard. That's true. As the Rumble. As the
0: Rumble. What does he say when he shoots his AK at the end? Rumble time or something? Yeah, it's a Rumble time. <laughs> he's, he just hip shoots. He's, he just an AK from his hip at Sh- nothing, and then the screen goes black. Yeah. Honestly, though, I think this movie should be nominated for Makeup. This this is exactly my point with Bill and Ted. Like, I think that people don't take it seriously mm-hmm. because, I mean, there's reason to not take it seriously because that's the whole point. But I think there's artistry in movies that you're not supposed to take seriously. Like, you know, movies that make, get a lot of awards are definitely a specific kind of movie, you know? Totally. If that makes sense, it's like, oh, this looks artistic. It must be very good. But mm-hmm. this movie, I think... I don't know what you think, but I think the screenplay could be nominated. You
1: know, I haven't seen much else come out this year that was Exactly. (laughs) That happened. I mean, I don't know
0: if they're even having the Oscars this year, but Maybe that's more of a wild take, but it just feels so tight. It's such a short movie. It it doesn't overstay itself and like everything logically makes sense, but it's a lot it's really funny and it's really heartfelt. I don't I don't know. But
1: no, like to to your point of being maybe being nominated for like a, a best screenplay, I I believe it at this point. Like it, it's kind of sparse pickings. M- maybe this is enough for like the Academy not to like stick up stick their nose up at something like this.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't think any of that will happen. Maybe makeup will be, you know. I mean, yeah. you know, Suicide Squad won an Oscar. <laughs> yes, it did. That's for right for best makeup. So I mean, the makeup is good in that movie. You know? Yeah, Killer Croc. But just saying, like every once in a while, they include movies that aren't just like the. Yeah, very artsy ones or whatever. Yeah, like but. uh
1: Mad Max won so many that one year. We were all surprised oh, yeah.
0: about that. If I had my way, I'd nominate this for best screenplay, best makeup, best picture. <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah, yeah, what would the best supporting would, like, the, William Sadler? What would like the
1: blurb be as like they show like for best screenplay? What would like the Bill and Ted like clip you'd want to play during
0: this? Uh, when Ted's talking to himself, <laughs> <on his deathbed. laughs> that is a good scene. Yeah, that's good.
1: <laughs> that totally works. <laughs>
0: and everyone's just like laughing awkwardly because they're so confused why it's nominated. You're like so, close up on like Nicole Kidman, like, "What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> I just think that more movies like this need to exist. I know this took basically. This is a, if you really break it down, it's thirty years of work. Mm. But it really, really was worth it. Totally. This is up there for me with Paddington and Paddington Ooh. 2, which are the golden standards of cinema for me. Intense
1: high praise from one Tyler <laughs> Jennering. This is definitely my uh, favorite of the three movies. I will say that. It has yeah. dethroned the other two for me.
0: Same. And on that note, let's rank them. I would, I'd love to. Um, for me, the order is going to go three, two, one. Nice. Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought I would like the first one better than this. Like you said, I didn't have like huge, exp- I mean, you said you didn't, you had very low expectations. I didn't have huge expectations in part because I just really didn't want to be disappointed. I've seen so many endings mm-hmm. of series recently. Like I said, with like Star Wars. Well, Endgame, just, like, Endgame I was even... a good ending on the bright side. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Endgame was good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I just get, I just am tired of getting hurt by movies.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> tired uh... of getting hurt
0: by Star Wars is what you're tired of. Yeah. But I just wanted to have a good time, you know, that's all I was really hoping for. And it just ended up being like way more emotional than I thought it would be. So mm-hmm. definitely face the music is the best one for me and then excellent adventure. I just love all the historical figures. Yeah. And just like running around the mall and stuff like <laughs> that seems I fantastic. <laughs> and uh I-, I stand so crates and uh Billy the Kids friendship. <laughs> they just love to throw a football around in the background. Yeah. <laughs> They're just having a good time. And then Bogus Journey because I just think it gets like a little too weird for me. <laughs> it gets a little wonky and dark, but there's still a lot of good stuff in there. Mm. So yeah, that's me three one two. Nice, love it.
1: Ugh, what a time! Well, Tyler, I feel like the our our own countdown clock is ticking down, and we've come to the end of one fr- franchise, and it's time we move on to perhaps
0: another. Absolutely. And all I have to ask you, Connery, is as I dig through our franchise trash delivered to us from the great one Rufus Benson III, The Rumble. Oh,
1: it just popped in?
0: Yeah. It just it showed up right next to me, the trash can oh, in, nice. the, in the police station. It just fell on top of my head, and it has the next franchise in it.
1: <laughs> I, I did cut the loud thump out for all of you listening audience. The next one's going to be...
0: <laughs> Look, the only way I can announce this, Connery, is if, if I ask you a question. Oh, I can answer it. Are you going to tell me how you stopped the van? Yeah, um, I
1: had an adrenaline rush. It's very common. You can Google it. That's right. The most iconic
0: lines from this series. <laughs> Twilight. You cold, wet thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. He should have said something <laughs> like that. Or I Sparkle or I don't know. A bunch of different things. But I just thought it was funny that he I'm an apex
1: about- predator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. I just like that he says you can Google it because it's a very 2008 <laughs> thing to say. Very much. I but should yeah. have put more character into my Bella. Sorry yeah it's okay she's italian right (laughs) (laughs) we're we're doing twilight next so stay tuned for that it's coming up next week next week who's our guest or is that a surprise uh yeah i guess i can say yeah it's past and future guest she's uh as you said in that episode i guess she's our uh unofficial third host It's if true. anything ever happened to one of us, if we were a bit by a vampire or by the, uh, wait, what have they called in that? Not the Illuminati. The Illuminati. Uh, <laughs> what do they call them, Twilight? The, like, Vulvatore or something? It sounds like Velva something or other. Oh, man. We're we're really doing a
1: disservice to the franchise now. It's fine. We're not even at the part where, like, the vampire mafia shows up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll learn all the names. We'll We'll eat learn, werewolf we'll meat,
0: and it'll be great. But yeah, stay hey, tuned for is. Twilight. Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> it's all that and not the guests. Right. Lily Young.
1: Lily Young. I remember when we said like if anything happened to us, she had to co-host us, so she made the angriest face. <laughs> <laughs> Did she? <laughs> she was like so annoyed.
0: <laughs> She's like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't want to host. <laughs> I don't you do guys this. Well, if one of you dies, I'm not doing this. <laughs> but Connor, you're talking about something in the future, in an alternate timeline. Well, how could you co- know about that? There are infinite me's, Tyler. Oh. Well, I'm drowning myself
1: in a lighthouse somewhere. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> Is that a reference to the lighthouse or Bioshock? Both. <laughs> You're fond of me timeline, aren't you?
1: You're fond of me timeline. I've seen you. You like my timeline.
0: Hey, what do you have to plug, Connery? If you enjoy the sound of my voice and you
1: also enjoy tabletop role playing games, then you might also enjoy the podcast Starship impala i'm almost brain blurbed the own podcast but it's a it's a podcast actual play role-playing podcast for me and four other hosts play the starfinder game and it's really good fun um i'm working on something else secretly right now so we'll see how that pans
0: Ooh. out Ooh, yes yeah, so spooky. make sure you follow starship benson
1: starship benson and uh how about greg you you take care of the rest
0: <laughs> greg <laughs> I get it. You forgot my name. Uh Hey, the newest episode of Movie Game Mashup will have come out at this point. Me and Cameron DeKetta's YouTube channel. And it's on the Return of the King video game. So check that out. I'm on that one. Yeah, you are on it. (laughs) Yeah, you are on it. (laughs) You are our first guest and probably our only guest for a very long time. I'm going to keep on trying to sneak on to that thing. So help me God. So do that. Follow us on a uh, franchise pod on Instagram and Twitter at the franchise at gmail.com to email us with any comments, questions, concerns, or you just want to talk about how much you enjoy this movie, a certain thing. We'll read it out live. Maybe you have some helpful hints for us about Twilight. Some fun yes. facts. help us traverse the uh, Pacific Northwest. Mm. Thank you to Grace and for our artwork and Nick for our music. And on that note, there's no quotes on IMDb yet. For this You're movie? impossibly
1: fast. Your skin's cold as ice.
0: <laughs> no, we have to quote and said, not that. First. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> give us, give us a good quote. Come on.
0: And on that note, they get better. They get better. <laughs> they get better. <laughs>